Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Welcome to Active Listening. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host with T4 Tactics. And today we've got a special guest, uh, Carl Miller with the Carl Miller team of Mark A. Dalton Brokerage. Welcome, Carl. Thank you, Marco, so much for the opportunity to be here with you today. Yeah, I've looked forward to this. Um, I've, I've known you for a few years. Mm-hmm. I've been in some networking groups with you. I've been to your customer appreciation events. Yes. Great events. So, uh, so you've got a great reputation in town. I know you as having a good reputation as being an honest, ethical uh, real estate professional. So I wanted to have you on and, and maybe talk about some misconceptions and some things that homeowners maybe not know. Sure. You know, some first-time things. Well, thank you again for the opportunity, Marco. One of the things I, I asked you is, you know, how can I add value to your podcast yeah, yeah. and to your listeners? Because I want to make this time valuable for us today. So I do have some tips for buyers and sellers and, yeah. and also just maybe a few mistakes that can be avoided in the Absolutely. home buying process. Yeah. Because it's... People are making the biggest decision a lot of times of their financial lives when they buy or sell a home. It's yeah, a big deal. It's huge. It, and that that mistake may last the rest of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell us I'm sorry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. About your business and sure. when you got started, your family, sure. how many Great. puppies you have, cats. <laughs> Thank you. I grew up in I grew up in Campbell County. I, I was born actually in Waynesboro, moved down to uh, my family moved when I was five years old to Campbell County. I grew up on a dairy farm. Oh cool. So I'm the cool. oldest of, the oldest of five children, grew up Excellent. on a dairy farm and I'll tell you, uh, growing up on the farm, I hated it. I couldn't wait to leave the farm when I was a teenager. But looking yeah. back, that was a great way to grow up. I learned how to work hard, responsibility. Work hard, I was just say. Yeah. You say you're going to do something, it was expected, you got it done. So yeah. just a great work ethic. My yeah. dad is just one of the hardest working guys I know growing yeah. up. And, and uh, just, it was a great way to... Uh, to learn a lot yeah. about life growing up on a farm. Absolutely. So, Exciting. Uh, I am married. I have got two children. I've got a teenager, a 13-year-old son, and an 11-year-old daughter. My wife, Alice, and I have been married for about ni- almost 19 years wow. now. Wow. Excellent. And uh, we live in Lynchburg City, but uh, my market kind of is uh, the greater Lynchburg area. Yeah, so you're everywhere. Typically, yeah. Appomattox, Campbell, Bedford, and um, and uh, Amherst counties is typically what we serve. Yeah, yeah. It's a big area. Yeah. Good. About a 45-minute radius. From yeah, good. You've yeah. got a good name so, and a, a good following. Well, and, and it's from your hard work. I see that. I, you know, I've, I've, like I said, been in networking groups with mm-hmm. you and see how you treat customers mm-hmm. and your fellow employees and coworkers, and uh, and it's paying off for you. Well, thank you very much. I think one of our biggest key competencies is just being a trusted advisor yeah. to our clients. And so sometimes we give advice that you know is not. A profitable advice for us, right. you know. We tell right. people sometimes, look, it's probably not in your best interest to buy, or it's not in your best interest to sell right now. Right. Because our goal is to add value to the community. Right. Yeah. But those people will come back to you. Mm-hmm. I've I've done the same thing. I've had people come and say, I need to take the concealed carry class mm-hmm. because I need to renew my license. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to take the class to renew the license. Yeah, go. I'd love to get eighty nine dollars out of them. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. It's yeah. it's about being honest, and and right. they'll talk good about you, and they'll come back right. to you. Yeah. And Marco, I, and I appreciate you saying that because I see you just 
also being one of those guys that just adds a lot of value. I mean, I see sometimes when there's something in the news politically or whatever, you're, you're posting things that add value and give good perspective to the situation. Yeah. And again, there's, there's nothing monetary about that. But when you, you know, when you take your gifts and talents and abilities that that we have and we use them absolutely to add value, like it's that, that's when we shine and it energizes yeah. us. You yeah, know? So, absolutely. So. So let's talk real estate. Sure. Mistakes. And I'm a, yeah. if I was a first time home buyer mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or seller, mm-hmm. what are some things that you see where, where maybe people aren't represented by a realtor on either side? Sure. Um, what sure. are some mistakes Great. that you see? Let's, let's start with the seller side and then we'll move to the buyer side. Yep. Would that yep. be okay? Yeah. So, so I, you know, just a couple of tips for sellers. And, and, and it's always dependent on the market. The market can be either a seller's market or a buyer's market. And, and right now in Lynchburg, in, in this recording 2019, it's a seller's market. And we kind of determined that, Marco, by looking at how many homes are for sale and, and how fast are they selling? What's the, in other words, what's the absorption rate? Yeah. So, so if there's, for example, a thousand homes on the market, and if a hundred homes are selling a month, a hundred a month, hundred a month, and if no more homes were to come on the market, and there's a thousand on the market, then it would take ten months to deplete the inventory. We call that ten months of housing supply. Right. So anytime you have less than six months of housing supply. It kind of becomes more of a seller's market. Homes are turning over faster, and so right now, what we have, especially the under two hundred fifty thousand dollars price point, we have less than about two months of housing supply. So wow. homes are turning over really fast. Yeah. So it's a seller's market right now. Yeah, and some agents get a little bit lazy as they're looking at things because oh, it's so easy to sell a house. But the, the three tips I have for sellers just to be able to get the top dollar for your home is number one, get it right before going live on the market. So get it right and what i mean by that is get it clean uh-huh get just remove excess personal property declutter yep i actually have a stager that i'll bring in or a consultant at least and just she's really good at just helping people make decisions okay let's keep this couch but let's get rid of this wow i've never excellent idea it's yeah because here's the thing pictures sell houses Uh today first impressions first impressions and the first impression used to be people driving by a home seeing a side in the yard oh that's a cute house honey let's look right but today it's what they see on their screens and if they don't like what they see on their phone screen or their laptop or their tablet yeah Guess what? They're not as apt to come out and look at your house. Right. So get it right. We want the pictures to look awesome. So along with getting it clean, removing excess personal property, get the exterior right. Even though the first impression becomes the pictures on the screen, the 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 there's only one chance to make a good first impression on a buyer when they're driving up the driveway to your house, and you want that landscaping to look good. Yes. At this time of the year, have the grass mowed. Throw some flowers up. Trim your bushes. Don't yeah. don't have excess um, overgrowth of shrubs touching your house, for example. Right. Just get that right because if people say "Wow" as they drive up your house and as they open your front door, you're halfway there. Yeah. You want people saying "Wow" instead right. of "You." Bake the apple pie or the cookie so they smell that when they walk <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, it's a great get tip. A actually, yeah, yeah. We joke yeah. about it. But I'm telling you, especially in man, especially when the weather's a little chilly outside. Yeah. You know, in the wintertime, especially if you open up that house, and it's warm and yeah, inviting. So, oh man, it just smells like yeah. Home. It's awesome. absolutely yeah. For yeah. Sure. So so get it right before going live. And so I I actually advise sellers look, it's better if we take an extra week or two to get it just looking perfect so that when this thing goes live and we get a lot of showings typically in that first week yeah we want we want every one of those buyers to like your house so much and, and if, if three or four buyers want it at the same time then we get multiple offers so yeah so build momentum going into the listing by just making sure it's right the first yeah week. we want people saying wow instead of ooh. 
Exactly. Or looking at it and saying, well, if we move in, I got to trim the bushes. I've got to cut the grass. It's not, it's yes. not appealing. Yeah, that's right. So number, so, and, and sometimes we forget about, we live in our homes, we take things for granted, but you got that spot in the basement ceiling where there was a bathroom uh-huh. leak at one time years ago, a little stain in the ceiling, right? And we just don't even think about the problems fixed. It's been fixed for years, yeah. but a buyer doesn't know that. And they look up and see that little stain in the ceiling I wouldn't ceiling like tile, that. Right? Yeah. The first yeah. question is, what's wrong with this house? Yeah. What's wrong with How long has there? that been there? Exactly. Yeah. And so it was an ongoing leak. And it's a, you just want to remove, I call those little things objection points. Right. And, and Marco, it can be the dumbest little things. A stain there, a missing switch cover plate here, um, a shrub that's overgrown and just rubbing against the house. Yeah. All right. You, you get three or four of those little objection points. And next thing you know, they're going down the road to the next house that's mm-hmm. has is perfect yeah. or looks really good. And yeah. they buy that home, even though it might be priced higher. Or, or using some of those things to knock down your price. That's the other thing. So yeah. little things like that. The work has to be done. And either the buyer has to do it or the seller has to do it. Right. So if you, the owner, just do it. Um, it just you, you'll gain sometimes thousands of dollars. Yeah, paint is the same thing. I have this little saying: paint in a can is worth twenty dollars, but on a wall it's worth a thousand. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. So. You're right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I sold a house in Florida mm-hmm. by myself. Oh wow! I put a sign out front and sold it. The dishwasher was not working. Okay. I was single bachelor. Sure. I, it was just me. I'd wash the dishes in the sink, put them away. Yep. Um, or let the dog lick them, and then I'd put them away. <laughs> just kidding. But so I had somebody come in who's going to buy the house, um, and their bank. And we agreed. I told him the dishwasher does not work. That's the only thing that doesn't work. Sure. But the bank wouldn't approve the loan until I fixed the dishwasher. Oh, wow. Have you heard of that? Uh, there are some underwriters that just are crazy. We yeah. do hear some crazy stuff. Yeah. That is that. Now, that's a little extreme. They didn't get the loan. And, that's and, unbelievable. And I said I'd fix the dishwasher. But somebody came yeah. along the very next day and said, cash. Yeah. So I, oh, there so, you go. Yeah. So it was easy. But but I remember that is, yes. wow, we 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 both agreed that the dishwasher yes. didn't work. They were fine with it. Yeah. But it, the bank said... It, Probably was an underwriter the type of loan that gentleman or lady was getting. And yeah, it can be it can be very frustrating. Doing yeah, yeah. Underwriting's an appraiser sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. I, that's a little extreme, Marco. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. It, it was. So I, I thought, well, <laughs> I'll fix the dishwasher if I can sell the house. But then the yeah, the cash lady came right the hey, next day. Yeah, gotta love cash. That's right. Absolutely. Makes life easy. She said, I'll buy it. You know, and speaking of, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of cash influxing into this area. There's a lot of buyers moving out of areas coming into Lynchburg a lot. And some of these high end homes, you know, some of these five hundred thousand dollar homes. Wow. Being bought with cash. And it kind of blows people away, but there's a lot of cash coming into this yeah, market. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the first, get it right before going live. Number two tip for sellers know the market position so that you can sell it for top dollar. So what I mean by that, know the market is a re- good realtor would be able to show you exactly how many homes are on the market that you're competing with right now in your price range, in your zip code, mm-hmm. or your school district. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and sometimes zip code doesn't mean much. Lynchburg has this funny little thing where you can be in the Lynchburg City in a 24502 zip code. You can be in Bet- uh, Campbell County in 24502 zip code. So, oh, you know, so kind of sometimes wow. zoom into the zip code, yeah. but also zoom into the school district. Yeah. So how many homes are you competing with in your given price range and if you have a two hundred thousand dollar host home i'd want to know how many homes are for sale between 179 and 220 it's forty thousand dollar range how many homes are for sale yeah and then number two right along with that how many homes sold in the last six months so from there you can kind of see is this a seller's market or a buyer's market right so what's the absorption rate and then and then kind of along with that what's the average sales price you know kind of using those parameters right. 
for similar architecture style yeah. that your home is. Yeah. And a good realtor would be able to easily and quickly show you that data. But you should know at the end of an appointment with a realtor, how many homes are you competing with? How many homes have sold in the last six months? And what's the average sales price for the same architectural style of yeah. your house? Okay, interesting, yeah. yeah. So, and the third tip is partner with a realtor who has good connections and relationships in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak to this market. There's, you've heard of the 80-20 rule, right? That 20% of the work, I mean, 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the time. Yeah. And, you know, same thing, same thing with people. Well, in real estate, the same is actually true, except it's even exasperated even further, exaggerated even further. Um, last year, our market in Lynchburg, there's about 800 realtors in Lynchburg, okay? And I say Lynchburg, greater Lynchburg. Right. Uh, there was about 3,300 homes that sold last year. So of those homes, half of the homes that sold were sold by 62 real estate agents. So 62 agents sold half of all the homes out of 800 realtors. Wow. So get somebody, and you'll find this in markets across the board, that there are agents that just full-time, that's what they do. They're well-connected. Yeah. They know who the other top agents are. Yeah. And I tell my clients all the time, look, I'm only one person out of 800, but I know who the top 62 are. Mm-hmm. I know who the top 100 are in our market. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have a buyer for your house, chances are one of those top 62 agents who sold half of all the homes last year do. Yeah. So that's my strategy is to keep good connections with those agents. Absolutely. And and, and, and market my home specifically to those top agents. Mm-hmm. Number one, they know what they're doing. Yeah. It's a full-time thing. Yeah. Number two, number two they know who we are and right. they know that we're we try to be fair with our marketing and pricing. And right. so, and they, and then we have a team around us. So they love to do deals with the top agents because it's a full-time gig. I'm not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Right. So that's, that's the most likely person to sell right. my listings. So I ride by a house and I see John Doe's sure. real estate sign in front of the house. Sure. I can call Carl Miller mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know Carl and Carl can show me the house. So they're not just restricted to calling that person who signed. Oh, it's nice, yes, but you can. I can call you. Hey, thank you for saying that because there is some misconception. So let's kind of d- dive into this because I, if I have a sign in the yard, I'm representing the seller. I've got a contract with the seller to yep. represent the seller's best interest. I'm here to get the seller the best terms, best price, best um, uh, closing date on my seller's behalf. Yeah, uh, you know, if if the seller is really attached to their washer and dryer, you know, as their client, I'm going to fight, bite, scratch, and claw to keep them that washer uh-huh. and dryer uh-huh. rather than leave it with house. So, so I'm representing the seller's best interest. Okay, yep. let's talk about buyers. Because buyers, if you're a buyer and you see the sign in the yard and you call the sign, you can buy that house from that agent. But just understand, you're not being represented. Exactly. So that leads us to our next discussion. What happens if you're a buyer? How, what are top tips for buyers? Yeah. And I will say this. One of the tips is have a real estate agent representing you. Absolutely. So just as that seller is represented, you as a buyer can be represented in your purchase yeah. just like that seller is. Yeah. And that's important because you are shelling mm-hmm. out a lot of money over yes. thirty years, whatever your you know whatever your mortgage is going to be, yes. 20, 30, 40 years. Yes. But and so you need to, and it's a huge. It could be a huge mistake. Yes. If if you're not if you don't have somebody uh, mm-hmm. guiding you, home inspection, yes. termite bond. Yes. Do you have to have to purchase a house? Do you have to have insurance? Homeowner's insurance? You, If you pay cash, no. No, because it's be yours. It would be foolish not to. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But, the, but if you have a loan involved, you absolutely need homeowner's insurance. Yeah. And it's relatively and inexpensive. It's, it's very relatively inexpensive. And then also the other thing that your lender is going to require is t- what's called title insurance. Yes. So yeah. title insurance basically guarantees the title to the property that the bank has a mortgage on is clear title. Right. Uh, and now there's two aspects of title insurance. There's there's title insurance that protects the bank and there's title insurance that protects the owner. Mm-hmm. So if you take out a 50, let's say you, let's say you're buying a $200,000 house and you put $100,000 down, but you're borrowing $100,000. Well, the bank's $100,000 is going to be insured. There's an optional coverage you can get as a homeowner 
that's called owner's title insurance. One-time fee, you pay it up front, but then that protects you from your equity position right. forever. Right. And, and the equity grows as you pay. And that's basically in case there was a divorce years down the road and I'm not even supposed to sell the house because it's still halfway mm-hmm. my my ex-wife's or or a deceased, you know, a widow or something like that. That's that is that what title insurance? Title insurance, yes, yeah, so it does cover that. That's an aspect of it that yeah. maybe there's an heir deceased that you know just somehow got missed in the title search. She comes in from Kansas, says, "Hey, I'm a one quarter owner of that right, property. Right, Where's my money? Yeah, uh, that could happen. Yeah. The other thing that also protects you on is just making sure that there's no um, encumbrance. And I'm not an expert on the title insurance, but it also protects you from other aspects of uh-huh. making sure you have clear, marketable, warrantable title. If there's a survey done, that you're guaranteed to get the uh, land as it is described in that survey. Okay. So if the neighbors, and this can come up sometimes, so if a neighbor's uh, fence encroaches on your property, um, it can, you can have some recourse yeah. with things like that as well. And that's really important up here with all the farm and mm-hmm. acreage that we have in rural mm-hmm. properties. You want to make sure that somebody just hasn't taken mm-hmm. a half acre of your land and fenced it in because they had cattle or, yes, or yes. horses or whatever. So yes. this survey is important as well. It's, it is important. So so I would say the best tip I can give is, is get a trusted advisor, I mean, uh-huh. a, a realtor, to, to aid you in your search and for home value because they're going to also protect you. So just like we can educate sellers on the market. We can also educate buyers on the market. Mm-hmm. Look, it's a, it's look, just so you know, it's it's a seller's market right now. Yeah. And I'll just say, speak from right now. If you're a buyer and you're trying to buy a home in the 150 to 160 range right now, and it shows good, and it comes on the market, you got to pounce. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and and also be expect to compete with other uh, buyers. We just listed a house, and again, I'm speaking a little bit today's today's market. We just listed a house last week for $155,000. And Marco, we had four offers that came in on that house in four days. Wow. And it ended up selling for $160,000, wow. right? So so this is happening today. There's a lot of buyers competing for the same home. So so we kind of, we can, we can sort of aid buyers and just, hey, here's the market. Mm-hmm. We don't control the market. This is just what's happening. Yep. So managing those expectations. And just as a buyer, it's so good to know that because if you were a buyer and you didn't know, yeah. there was three other offers coming in yeah. and you, Try to negotiate the price down. Okay, well, let's see if we can get it for one fifty. Well, yeah. that 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 worked in two thousand and eleven, right? But not today. It, do you think that it's a seller's market? Is it because it's springtime or because of the economy? No, it, there's two things Go going Trump. on. And j- let me just first of all, <laughs> yeah, let me just first of all say this: all real estate is local. Okay. Yeah. I just came back from San Diego. I was at a conference out there, and and in, in La Jolla County, California, which the average sales price is just around just under a million dollars, yeah, wow. dollars. Their market is actually slowing just a little bit. Okay. Their inventory is swelling. Okay. All right. Now, let's come back to our local market. So, first of all, all real estate is local. So, know yeah. your local market. But the answer to your question is this thing is two things. Number one is we have a housing shortage in this country right now. Uh-huh. When we came out of the recession, not enough homes were built. And, and that was okay because we had so many vacant homes due to all the foreclosures. There was a lot of people... You know, a lot of people lost their homes and they moved in with other extended family members, or they, mm-hmm. or they just chose to rent in a, in a in a complex somewhere. Well, things settled down. They got back on their feet financially, and they started to buy homes again about 2011, 12, and 13. And that was fine. There was lots of vacant homes yeah. because these people moved out. There were foreclosures. Well, some of these people were buying homes again, and all of a sudden, about the end of 2013. 14, we realized as the United States that we haven't been building enough houses because development stopped. Yeah. Just uh, with a broad brush. Yeah, yeah. The amount of new homes that were built in 2011 was 500,000 homes. Yeah. And the 
demand for new houses in this country tends to be about 1.1 million dollars 1.1 million new homes needed every year yeah all right so we're finally starting to build again to kind of keep up but but the demand has outpaced the new supply yeah. of housing units yeah so so supply demand okay so so back I'm, long question yeah long yeah answer, short question yeah but uh, so so that's happening we have a housing shortage in this country the other thing that's happening is to build a new house today if you look at the dollar per square foot price of new construction versus the dollar per square foot price of resale, the existing home market, there's a big disparity there. Mm -hmm. Like a new construction home is going to cost you 30 to 40% more than the existing home market. So the existing home market really has nowhere to go but up right, in yeah. appreciation. And it's in high demand. There's no yeah. very little supply. And even in the United States in general, and, and certain cities, it's insane. Yeah, Denver, Colorado, Colorado Springs, there's there's less than two weeks of housing inventory for all price ranges. Wow. Home hits the market, there's immediately 10 to 15 offers on that house. Wow. It's, it's, it's crazy. My intern from Liberty that just finished, she's mm -hmm. getting married uh, the 25th of this month, and uh, her fiancé, soon-to-be husband, is in uh, um, Colorado in the military. Mm -hmm. And so they'll, oh, be, yes. they'll be in the housing, looking for the Fort housing Fort Collins market. area, possibly? I, I'm, you know, I'm not Air sure. There's Force Academy out there, too. Yeah, right? so, uh, I'm not sure yeah. where, where exactly he, he is. I, I, and she's probably going to kill me for no, not that's knowing fine. that. No, it's fine. But, but Sorry, again, all, all real estate is... <laughs> but the point is, all real estate is local. Yeah, like that, and, so. but it's interesting to hear about Colorado, because right. that's where she's going. Yeah, and, and, and it also makes a difference in the price range. So I'll give yeah. you an example. I got a friend I was just with last week, and he's he's in Miami. He works the, the luxury condo market mm -hmm. down there. So the condos that are priced over a million dollars, there's a little bit of a inventory swell down there. So yeah. you can get a good million and a half dollar condo for what appears to be a really good price right now, right? Because uh, the prices are actually dropping just a little bit. Yeah. Now again, it's high end. It's a it's a niche oh, yeah. market. Yeah. But there's good value in that luxury yeah. market right now in some cities. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. So so get a realtor who 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 knows the market so that they can represent you and advise you and. You're exactly right. You want to be able to make informed decisions, know what know what the expectations are, mm -hmm. just in today's market. And then after you're under contract, that agent can guide you. We talked a little bit off air about home inspections. You know, guide you through the inspection process. Mm -hmm. Guide you through the um, should, should we if there's a septic tank, you know, should we get this pumped out? Well, yeah. the answer is yes, you should. Or get a receipt from the seller showing that it was pumped out right in the last 24 months. Or right. So. Radon issues. We talked. I'm yeah, from Florida. Sure. We don't have basements. Yeah. So that's that's not really a big right. deal. Uh, Florida is a right. sand uh, environment, yes. but uh, radon. Radon is a it's an odorless, colorless gas. It comes up from the ground. It's basically decaying. Uh, it's decaying fossils. It's yeah. radioactive material. But we're breathing it in in, in in very low levels at all times. But yeah. the problem with radon is it can get trapped in basements. It can get yeah. encapsulated in basements. And if there's not airflow or constant. Uh, opening of doors or windows, it can get trapped down there. Yeah. And the EPA says that it needs should be under 4.0 picoliters the way they measure it. Well, there are some states where it's very high, like coal mining country like in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, uh -huh. and then oil industry states right. like Texas. It's not uncommon for houses to have 60, 80, yeah. 100. And if you breathe radon in high levels over a long period of time, it can cause lung cancer. So yeah. Virginia has radon uh, above that 4.0. Typically, it's under 10. I've seen a few that have going into the 20s, that's really rare. And it's not so much that, I'll just say this as a, 
you know, as a dad, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with my kids living in a house at a radon level of six. Yeah. But I would just say this, that if you go to resell it, the next buyer might have a problem with that. Right. So it's better to get it tested now. Right. And if it's there, just get it remediated because yeah. that way you don't have to stress about it for the next buyer yeah. down the road. Little things like that. Yes. Termite bond, radon, yes. Yes. home inspection mm-hmm. for foundation, wiring, yes. plumbing. It, yes. That's huge. And, and I, I just had a friend that, that bought a house and uh, and they, they were unaware of some of this stuff. Right. Um, so the other thing that your a realtor can do for you is just help you negotiate and navigate through that. Because yeah. just understand, home inspectors get paid to find problems. Exactly. So we want to focus on the big things. You right. Know? So sometimes people get all bent out of shape about a loose handrail, for example. Yeah. When there is a unsafe electrical hazard or uh-huh. maybe the heat pump is not putting out the proper amount of coolant right. in the air conditioning system. Well, that's big Fire money. hazard from the breaker box. Yes. See, we somebody wanna, homemade. Yes. Yeah. So we can deal with scratches on the walls or loose yeah. handrails. Yeah. But, you know... Plumbing issues, unsafe electrical is a big thing. Right. Um, you know, structural issues you alluded to, roof, roof leaks, uh, you know, heating and air systems. Yeah. That's the big money. So we want to just really focus and make sure those items are yeah. under control. Things you need to know and check before you sign on the dotted line. Let, let me back up a little bit. We've been talking kind of about the value that I can add or real estate agents can add to for the negotiations of the market and then mm-hmm. also the, uh, the thing. But... I would go back to the start. When you're a buyer and you're just starting to buy, what's the first steps? And, and the number one thing I can tell buyers that really helps define, we want to define what you're looking for in a new home. Because mm-hmm. it's a home. I mean, it's a big deal. There's, oh, think absolutely. About what a home represents in our lives. We have a lot of memories yeah. of things that happen at home. Yes. Right? And so it's a big decision and it's something. So if you can kind of identify what's kind of your idea, three things, location, where do you want to be location-wise, distance to work, mm-hmm. schools, you know, your friends, churches, yeah, those the things that are important in your life, shopping, maybe it's restaurants, how close do you want to be, so what's a location or a neighborhood, to so kind of have that sort of an idea of what where location you want to be in, because yeah. we can't change that. Once you buy the house, yeah. you're stuck, that location right. doesn't move. Right, right. right? Uh, number two is the architectural style and condition. Um, let me just add one thing about location. Not just geographically, but then what does the neighborhood feel like? And what does mm-hmm. the next door neighbor feel like? So mm-hmm. when you're standing in your front porch, you look out, what are you seeing? Uh, you right. know, are you seeing riffraff? Are you seeing you know, 13 cars on blocks next door? Right. Or a lot while on change? So understand, you can't change that. That's going to be your so property you value. you be very comfortable with location. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I, I always, and safety. Yeah, safety. I always guide people and tell them before you buy a house, Go look at the FBI UCR stats, Uniform Crime Report stats. That's a great tip. It's online. It's free. FBI.gov UCR stats. You put in the area. When we first moved up from Florida, before we moved to Virginia, we were going to move to a beautiful piece of property in Tennessee. Okay. I looked at the UCR stats, found out they had a very high uh, arrest rate for methamphetamine, Mm -hmm. which is a violent drug. That's going to lead to armed robberies. Their armed robbery Mm -hmm. rate was high in that area. So we backed out of that because we're moving into a problem area. Give me that website one more time. That's great. It's, it's a uh, great resource. FBI.gov. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's UCR, Uniform Crime Report, yep. stats. Great. That's- you can pull it up by jurisdiction, county, city. Basically, uh, the FBI mandates every every law enforcement agency send in their stats at the end of the year. Yes. FBI, by the time the FBI gets them, uh, we know the efficiency of the federal government. I'm smiling as I say that. Yes. But, but it's usually about... 
eight months delayed. Oh wow! So to That's look at so they're probably not put out 2018 yet. Right. But you can go back to That's, 2017. That's not bad. I mean, think yeah, because the Census Bureau is way behind that. Exactly. So that's really good. Yeah. And thanks for that tip. That's a great tip. And I, I learned something new from you today. Excellent. I, I tell cool. people sometimes too to just check the uh, police registry for registered sex offenders. That's another great thing, especially if you get kids who's yes. living across the street. Exactly. Because yeah. it's it's free resource. Yeah. You know, and if you and here's the thing: if you would find, if you found out later that there was, would you bought the house? And so we want to make an informed decision. My uh-huh. whole point is this: is let's make an informed decision. So kind of identify the location. Number two. Identify the architectural style that you prefer and the condition of the house. Because some people are fine buying a home that has the 1950s, you know, countertops and 1950 pink or t- or yellow tile and right. bathrooms right. and, and oh, wallpaper right. and all that. And other people are like, no, 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 no. I want clean, modern, move-in ready. Yes. And sometimes that means we can buy a 1950 house that's been modernized and updated yeah. and some walls removed and the floor plans open. So yeah. sometimes those homes are... Awesome. So if you can know what architectural style and condition you prefer, that really helps mm-hmm. you identify and narrow down. And third thing is be comfortable with the price point. So kind of have an idea of your price range. So um, I tell people all the time, it doesn't even matter what you pay for a house except the day you buy it and the day you sell it, mm-hmm. unless you're paying cash. That's different. Right. But if you're if you're taking out a loan, be very comfortable with the payment. So let's kind of talk to a lender, and that's the next step is find a lender that you know and you know what your numbers are that, mm-hmm. that you're that you're looking for. Right. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then so so get a get a realtor. I mean, I'm sorry, have a clear picture. And then number two is just get pre-qualified uh, with a local mortgage broker or lender mm-hmm. because it's really important you know what type of loan you're getting, you know how much down payment you're putting, if any. Uh, there's programs sometimes you get in with 100%, but just be very comfortable with the payment because right. life's too short to be strapped to your house payment and not have any right. fun. Right, right. Yeah. It's better to buy a lower-priced home yeah. and have good quality of life yeah. than be just stressed all the time about the mortgage payment Absolutely. the first of the month of yeah. the year. So, so let's say I'm a Liberty student. Sure. I just graduated. I got a job locally. I've been renting or leasing. Mm-hmm. What would you tell me about... Let's say I graduated last year, yes, sir. you know, and I've had a job for a year. I've got lower car payments. Yes. Do I continue to lease mm-hmm. or do I buy? What yeah, would your recommendation great, great be? Great question. And I'll just give you a statistic. The average tenant's net worth in the United States is, is just under $5,000. That's the average tenant. Okay. The average homeowner's net worth is $252,000 today. Wow. Okay. So now that doesn't factor in age. That's just a statistic yeah. to the average. But my point is that home ownership is really a stepping stone and a catapult mm-hmm. to building net worth. Because the reality about housing is you're you're going to have a housing payment. Right. And you're either going to pay your own mortgage down uh-huh. and build equity, or you're uh-huh. going to pay your landlord's mortgage right. down. So two things I'll say to you. One thing I'll say to your question is, number one, the question I would have for a student who comes to me who's now getting established and getting their career going is, do you feel pretty confident you're going to remain in Lynchburg or your city yeah. for the next two years or more? Yeah. Because if the answer is no, I'm ready to move. As soon as I've got my I'm, resumes out, I'm ready to move anytime, then no, don't buy a house. Then you got a clean break. You can just go. Yes. Yeah. Stay renting until yeah. you know you're here for two years or more. That's your plan. And of course, we don't know. I mean, life, yeah. life changes. But, but if the intent is... Two, three years, yes, I plan to stay here. I like this community. Yeah. At that point, yes, consider home ownership. And the reason I say two years or three years is because the market is appreciating. Uh-huh. But when you sell a property, there's there's a lot of cost involved with that sale. There's brokerage fees, there's moving expenses, and you know, unless the market's rapidly appreciated, you'll be doing really good to break even if you have to sell 
within 24 to 36 yeah. months. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's 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 exceptions to this. I'm, I'm speaking with a broad brushstroke, so there's always exceptions. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I've seen too many people buy and then have to sell quickly at their yeah. and, and they're actually bringing a check to the table. Yeah, sometimes. or, you, or no you can't fun. sell, and you, now you're, you're stuck. You're, your job stay. is waiting for you in, in Idaho, and yes. you've got a house here. Yes. But, you know, on the flip side, I've seen people that have been – renting or leasing mm-hmm. and they've got good credit they've been mm-hmm. renting or in good jobs mm-hmm. but they've been renting or leasing mm-hmm. for 12 15 years yes. man you're just paying off yes. that landlord's mortgage i have a townhouse for sale right now and um, i met the tenant that was there and i asked her she and by the way she's neat as a pin yeah just beautiful house yeah i mean she's taking great care and i asked her how many years have you been renting here she told me she's been renting for 19 years oh wow she has paid her landlord's mortgage off a you know 15 year mortgage yeah. paid it off over you know time and a half almost she could be selling that house and in, in and in the meantime her landlord's just collecting that oh, yeah. money you know wow. so she yeah so so and it's funny i, I had a, recently a client that rented for 25 years 25 years wow. renting a single family home paying um, at that time they were paying $950 a month yeah. and it was a, that's a good rent rate for yeah. that particular house it was a big house but the house was in need of lots they had drafty windows their heating yeah. bill was over $300 a month and it was bad heat pump and the landlord yeah. refused to replace it and all these things were going on they just got so tired the carpets had not been touched yeah. so good they were nice neat people but they anyway, long story short Marco we helped them buy a house their payment was the same as their rent payment wow. they're homeowners now and I mean, just with tears in their eyes, they were so thankful that like, we never knew we could buy a house. Yeah. Marco, the guy had a stable job. He had been in management or assistant management position at a company. Yeah. And had been there for a long time, had a great reputation, good income. And they just kind of got into the mindset that yeah. we're always going to be landlords. And so I will say this, home ownership is closer than you think it is. Right. The United States government wants people to become homeowners. Uh-huh. People who are homeowners tend to be less violent. Right. They tend to uh, take pride of ownership. Right. They're adding value to the community. They tend to stay at their jobs. Yeah. So they're stay, stay stable. So right. So even our government understands that yeah. by having homeowners versus tenants uh, as, as, as citizens of the United States, right. the country's better off right. with homeownership. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, I know we talked. Did we talked about everything that we talked about before we started? We did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to. If you have specific questions, I'm happy to answer. Well, you know, we're out um, by a. Uh, it was a mom and pop airport. Okay. Um, out off 811. Sure. And we're probably 10 minutes from there. Yes. A, uni- a local university just bought it. Mm-hmm. Some people are barking at the airport they're going to they're going to redesign the runway mm-hmm. to allow jet service right now it's just prop planes yes. which aren't that loud yeah. but they're going to have some jets not commercial just just practice flying sure my yeah. thinking is once this university gets out there mm-hmm. everything's going to start growing around it particularly mm-hmm. the area of uh, 811 and 460 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's going to make my is that going to make my property value yeah. go up or there, down there is no doubt it's cuz right now up. there's nothing out there and and just yeah, i know the area you're talking about and there's yeah. also a big uh, complex you know uh, technology uh, yes. commercial space that's being developed marco that's going to do nothing but add value yeah. where you're at cuz you know here's the thing Again, all real estate is local, but if you have jobs and transportation, uh-huh. especially for you know that jet service, probably be more private jet service. But if you've got that type of opportunity in a, in a community where there's good infrastructure, there's jobs, and it's a short drive, right? And it's very convenient, easy right. to get to, and 
the added benefit about a lot of those areas in that specific uh, uh, location is that there's nice farms and acreage tracks and there is you can see the stars at night yes. you know, you're not flooded with light pollution yeah so those types of things being 10 minutes away yeah. is absolutely a value add yeah. and and so yeah i see that area in our in our locality here just continuing to appreciate yeah especially if development and jobs exactly and commercial yeah are built close the, by the county meeting they had for yes. zoning of that mm -hmm. uh, airport a lot of people were there uh sure. opposing it because sure. of they're going to be here in jets now but i think sure. when you look at the i think not not knowing a ton about real estate like you do but but uh, I think that it's going to bring value to that whole area because once right. they get in, once that university gets in there, I think you're going to see uh, places to eat come in. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. with, with like you said, mm -hmm. a, a fair enough distance away where I can keep my mm -hmm. seeing the stars at night and mm -hmm. hearing the cows and in the the rustling of the leaves. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, right. So the one exception would be if you're if you're right in the flight path, if you're exactly. right in the incoming or outgoing flight path. Absolutely. And again, the FAA regulates that pretty extensively. Yeah. But but that would be the only exception if you have them. But you know, it's funny. Some people love that stuff. It you doesn't know, bother I, me. Yeah, exactly. I'm from the city, Daytona Beach, and it's, I'm oh, used to yeah. noise. Yeah, exactly. So but, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there are some people who are like, wow, that's an ad. If they, you know, yeah. they, they love to see the, the you know planes coming in. Yeah, and yeah. Coming in for a landing. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So that's, but but it, it could potentially negatively impact the people right on the incoming direct flight. But yes. Again, I wouldn't stress about that enough nah. as a uh, you know just being in that general area. Yeah. In fact, it's a value add for the whole community. Yeah, There's no interesting. Doubt. interesting, no doubt. Um, how do people get a hold of you if they need a good realtor? Sure. So uh, that can be reached a number of ways, but uh, check first of all check out our website. We try to have a lot of good content on that website. Uh, you can meet our team there and kind of get a little soft introduction to us. But it, that website is carlmillerteam.com. It's Carl with a K. Yeah. Carlmillerteam.com. Check that out. We have a lot of free resources there. And then call us. Call us. If you want just specific um, information about what your home is worth or maybe a specific question we didn't address today, listen, my goal is to be a trusted resource to our community and to the and just to the real estate community in general. So uh, our office line is 439-434, area code 239-239. Two three nine four. So again, that's four three four two three nine two three nine four. And uh, Aaron is my front desk lady. She'll answer the phone. Good people that you have. Oh, I met her before. And yeah, Aaron's are great. There and and you know I'm there some of the time. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to serve and help out in any way I can. Yeah. Go. Thank you. Well, cool. Carl Miller with uh, the Carl Miller team. Um, again, Mark A. Dalton Brokerage. And uh, honest, you know, I've, I've known Carl for many years. And if you want a good, hard working, ethical. Uh, real estate professional that's going to work for you, give them a shout. Say the website one more time. CarlMillerTeam.com. CarlMillerTeam.com. Carl, it's been a pleasure having you, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon I'd as love the market to. changes and new things come yeah, up. Yeah, there's new challenges as the market changes. Absolutely. Marco, thank you again. I yeah. appreciate this opportunity, and, and thank you for all you're doing yeah. for to protect you know citizens yeah. with, the, with the work you do, Marco. Appreciate, appreciate you coming you. out. Appreciate yes, your time. So you've been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics, and uh, we hope to have you join us again soon on the next podcast. Take care, everybody. Reduce injuries and save lives.